From Johannesburg to Jerusalem, the world is always changing, growing and innovating. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he brings you the trendsetters, the thought leaders and those creating news before it happens. Only on the new Blue Review, your favorite Jewish culture and current affairs show. Every Monday at 9 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. You're listening to 101.9 Chai FM. I'm Benji Shulman and this is the new Blue Review for Adar. How are you doing out there? Hope you are having a fantastic Monday morning and are enjoying everything that is going on all around you and in our Chai FM world. And we have, as always, a fantastic show lined up for you. Uh, so uh, you should uh, definitely stay tuned for the entire show because that is where you'll find it. Coming up in a few moments, we're talking to Alistair Anderson. Uh, he is our regular cultural correspondent, and uh, he's going to be chatting to us about what's been going on uh, in in the month of Jan and uh, Feb. Uh, so that's uh, going to be very interesting. Uh, and then later on in the show, uh, as we always do, we're going to be heading down to Parliament, which is opening pretty soon. Um, or <coughs> it did open, I guess we had Sona and now we're getting the budget uh, and a whole bunch of things that are going to be coming around that and then we are also going to be having a look at um, what is going on in the US Congress with regards to South Africa and Goa. we're going to be speculating about what the post-election um, uh, administration of uh, Uncle Cyril might look like and we're also going to be talking about the question of, would you want a salmon leather handbag and the Israeli startup that is potentially trying to make that happen for you? So uh, these are all what is going on in uh, the show today. If you want to be part of it, 34519 is the SMS line. You are more than welcome to send us a uh, uh, an input for your um, for your engagement. And uh, we will certainly, uh, we will certainly have it. So uh, that is what we are doing. Um, so yeah, that is that is what is online, and uh, we would love you to be a part of it. Uh, but what you definitely should be a part of is the cultural scene in our country at the moment. And the man who knows that more than anybody else is our cultural correspondent, Alistair Anderson. Alistair, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Benji? I'm doing very, very well. Um, Alistair, all sorts of things going on at the moment. Uh, and uh, perhaps uh, one which, if you are a Netflix watcher, you might be aware of. Uh, you Are What You Eat uh, had some South Africans in it. Perhaps you can tell us what this is for people who are not uh, You Are What You Eaters on Netflix. Yeah, so at the beginning of the year, Netflix dropped uh, what's been quite a controversial documentary where they basically take a set of sets of twins from the U.S. It just happened that one of the sets were actually South Africans that had moved there and opened a kitchen that sold, I guess you could call it traditional Durban food. Um, there's the, the uh, Drew twins, and they were on this show, and essentially they were looking at different diets. So is a, basically is a meat diet or a plant-based diet better for you? And there was like a four-episode series, and it did very well. And I guess the controversy around it is that is it really pushing you know, an agenda on either side? I don't want to spoil it for the viewers, but 
yeah, very interesting. And it's just quite funny because you, you just couldn't escape that South African accent when they came on. <laughs> with, uh, with Durban food. Uh, as well, just yeah. just a bit. Okay, so there we go. If you want to, uh, if you if you're a bit of a, a diet person or uh, you're into your foodie stuff, sounds. Uh, is I mean, is it is it kind of light hearted, Alistair, or is it sort of uh, quite serious? No, no, very very light, very light hearted. Because the whole thing is that the one twin in each pair, you know, gets assigned one of the diets, and a lot of people kind of want the meat diet, okay. um, you know, and if they're like Dalton fans or whatever it is in the US, and yeah, so it's, it's interesting. I guess I'm trying to say that twins essentially have, you know, closer DNA than other people. So this should be a, a more accurate study on what it actually does to your body. But it was things like people who are overweight versus people incredibly fit. People use, you know, products when they're working out. They're not necessarily good for them. How does food affect them? And I think, you know, a big takeaway is that humans are all different. Um, unfortunately, is isn't always, you know, one silver bullet to solving our issues. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, uh, there we go. Something that you can enjoy on on Netflix, and something, of course, on the other end of that spectrum, Alistair. Something serious, dark, moody, just really uh, likely to make you very depressed is Love Island All Stars. Uh, you know, uh, which is also playing at the moment. Talk to us about that. Well, I don't know if it's depressing. Um, <laughs> no, it's people would like to knock this reality show. So it's something that started in the UK, I guess it's about 10 years ago now, where they basically threw singles, you know, hot singles onto a villa. Uh, these things are, were filmed around the world. And it just so happens that they've now filmed a couple of seasons in Cape Town, which is why it's kind of prominent. The reason it's all-stars is because they've put people who used to be on the show and that were popular. And the idea is that uh, they get voted out of the island. Eventually, uh, the, the remaining couple at the end get to either share money or one takes money from the other. You know, it's a UK thing. And it's uh, last year they, f- they filmed one in Constantia. Sorry, the year before was in Constantia. Then last year in Franschhoek because they were worried about safety in Constantia. Of all things, they were worried about kidnappings. And this year they're back in Franschhoek again. But they make the villa look like it's on the seaboard, even though it's somewhere out you know, in the winelands. That's <laughs> hilarious. Okay, so it's uh, love, not so much of an island, but nonetheless in Cape Town. So, so we haven't found any any safety issues because I, I remember that issue. They were walk walls up, and they had extra security. It was like a, it was a proper issue at the time. Yeah, look, I, I guess it's any UK media group that comes here and you know spends a substantial amount of money. You can imagine how much it costs to rent out these villas. This house is ridiculous out there in Franschhoek. Um They want to make sure that. You know, there, there are no incidents on live TV. Um, it's obviously also timed with uh, Valentine's Day, so it ends next Monday. That's the final. Um, and they had Craig David performing on it uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think last year they had Sean Paul come in. So there you go. Oh, no, and good to see um, some, some, some good elements there in, in Cape Town uh, on the tourism side because I do think it was quite a good uh, December, so this will... Will help with that. Of course, we have had some a little bit of of, of cricket and, and soccer going on, Alistair, and a little bit better than normal, actually, I might say. Uh, we had the SA Twenty uh, and the Afcon. Uh, what was your what was your takeaway on, on sporting side of things? Um, well, so Afcon's been really interesting because it's been full of twists and turns, and no one's. You know, I mean, if you look at the team that won this thing last night, it was Ivory Coast, two other hosts. But they literally won it um, 
after losing 4-0 in one of the group games, they fired their coach and they won it with their assistant coach. Um, so, yeah, it's really been ups and downs. No one's really known what to expect. Um, but they were excellent last night. They knocked out Nigeria, which is obviously the team that knocked out South Africa on penalties in the semis. And then Ronan Williams, our uh, famous goalkeeper from Sundowns, was awarded goalkeeper of the tournament. SA happened to be in three um, penalty shootouts in the tournament, which is unprecedented, I think, in international football. But what's nice here is just to see that the fun is kind of on our radars again. People are starting to support them. So I, I was going to ask you that, Alistair. You, you know, uh, AFCON, obviously it's the African tournament uh, and the, the level is, is, is it's, it's a good level of football uh, from, from what I can tell, but it's, it's not UEFA and it's not... Uh, the you know even the South Americans or whatever and 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 so it's 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 a good set of of, of soccer but at the end of the day uh, we we haven't even made it to the tournament I think in twenty years so and now suddenly we're making you know to the se- you know, semis we came third at kind of a respectable placing the Super Eagles and the Ivorians are, are are often the the best teams on the continent so does does it suggest that maybe finally our soccer is starting to to get off of its haunches and, and actually start do, doing something? So we, we, we have been at it in the past 20 years. We just have kind of battled. Um, I think what's our worst record has been missing World Cups. You know, the last World Cup we were at was the one we hosted. Um, but our football's definitely improving. I think what's happened here is Hugo Bruce, who's our Belgian coach, uh, Saf is stuck with him. When he came in, he brought a lot of youngsters in and he decided this is Timmy once he dropped I guess the sort of glory boys or maybe higher profile PSL players and just you know players even who were playing in Europe that didn't really um, play ball with the system so yeah there's definitely an improvement just notably across the team I mean, there's talk that some of these players will go on to European clubs after this tournament which is normally what happens um, you know when they're on this large stage I mean you've got to bear in mind that a team like Nigeria that knocked us out and only just about um, had people playing for Atalanta in Italy, uh, Osterman playing for Napoli, who's likely to go to a bigger club soon. Yeah, so there, there, are, there are positive things. I mean, I, I will admit that I think the AFCON needs to upgrade its refing. Some of the refing decisions are abysmal, to be honest, where there's like no contact in the giving penalties. But overall, um, entertaining stuff, and I think Bafana, you know, can hold their heads pretty high. I mean, maybe one notable absence was Lyle Foster, who plays for Burnley, uh, he recently signed there, and um, he's, he's basically said due to mental health, he hasn't really been able to feature for national team and club. And I just think maybe if he was there, we would have had that extra firepower up front. We definitely need a clinical finisher if, if we're going to go into this World Cup coming up in a couple of years in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Well, there you go. Uh, talking today to Alistair Anderson, as we always do, he's our cultural correspondent. I'm Benji Shulman, and this is 101.9 High FM. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 High FM. Alistair Anderson is our cultural correspondent, and we're talking to him about what is going on. Um, Alistair, tell us about what Milky Chance is going on at Mark's Park. Uh, that sounds pretty interesting. Uh, uh, a potential late Valentine's Day thing, I don't know. Uh, tell us about it. Yeah, so Milky Chance is a German band. Um, I guess it's typical they'd have a strange English name. Yes. And uh, they, were, they were quite famous for their song Stolen Dance maybe 10 years ago. 
Um, and they are coming back to South Africa and playing at Mark's Park on Saturday. It's a, it's a music event. I guess it's one of the last ones of the summer. Yeah, it'll be, we're moving closer to March. And yeah, so that's a nice little event happening on Saturday. It's a whole bunch of local artists. And then they're on um, in typical Emerentia style at about opus four. So everything's done by like seven. Yeah, and no, just a really cool event. As I said, they've come here before. It was about a good 10 years ago. And they, they're returning to our shores. So if people want to enjoy a bit of summer sun, hopefully the weather behaves on Saturday. And uh, for those who are more indoor, uh, the Investec Art Fair in, Ca- in Cape Town uh, is happening. Uh, when, when is that uh, kicking off? So that kicks off on Friday. That's, that runs onto the weekend. It's the biggest art fair in Africa. Uh, they, on Thursday, there's a special, uh, special walk about event where dignitaries are invited. Media is invited on Wednesday. It's an event that Investex probably sponsored for about a good six years. And, yeah, it's, it's just really interesting. They've got all kinds of artists coming. William Kentridge is going to be there. There are artists coming from Africa, artists from the States, um, upcoming artists. Uh, there, there's a new fashion forward section, which is going to be launched at this Art Fair, it's all taking up the CTRCC app. There's also a retail section where Black Coffee is launching a new clothing brand. It's a lot going on at the Investec Art Fair. And I, I suppose the idea is that this is probably the best time to be in Cape Town, especially weather-wise. So yeah, I guess you'll be indoors and outdoors. Um, yeah, that's, that's a nice little art event that's happening here in 2024. Absolutely. Okay, so that is... Uh, fantastic. Alistair, I don't know if you are a Valentine's Day person. I'm certainly being bombarded by uh, kind of gross adverts uh, by, by uh, a, a, a delivery company with uh, um, a, a toothbrush and, um, and, and someone cleaning a toilet because they forgot Valentine's Day, which I have to say, I think it's by Netflorist, uh, is at least a slightly different version of, of Valentine's Day uh, advertising. Uh, but is this something you've picked up on? Do you think uh, people are taking it uh, seriously this year? I think, uh, again, a lot of bars and restaurants and sort of clubs are doing events. So Tiger's Milk's got an event for Valentine's Day, which is like a speed dating thing. Um, and then there's a place called 40 Thieves in Melbourne, which is a new venue, which is quite exciting, where they're saying no phones allowed. At the, at the event so yeah I think people are taking it a bit tongue in cheek um, which is maybe what we should be doing I guess that's what the Gen Z's do um, yeah so just lots of lots of your restaurants and things enjoying I mean, it's a midweek night literally that Valentine's Day is falling this year so there's quite a few little couple things that you'll find restaurants doing where if you pay like a set fee you can come with a couple or speed dating you know you wear bands saying I'm single I'm not um, yeah, just based around the city, around Joburg, around Cape Town. Um, yeah, I think that's... I haven't seen any big Valentine's concerts being advertised yet. Normally, Leap to Betty Dummers around now, but yeah, haven't seen any advertising yet. Well, there you go. Alistair Anderson, thank you so much uh, for bringing us uh, the cultural elements of what's been going on in January, Feb. Uh, and I hope we'll talk to you again soon. Certainly. Thanks so much, Benji. And... Yeah, um, hopefully you buy yourself a few chocolates if, you know, and not just toothpaste this, this week. <laughs> yeah, certainly. And Alistair, if people want to see uh, what you're up to and what you're writing, where can they do that? So you can get me on Property Flash. That's um, my main business. We Property Flash with today, where we focus all property stories and new retail, you know, entertainment and other events are on there. 
Fantastic. Okay, so if you want to get uh, <coughs> have a look at any of uh, these events and others, you can check it on Property Flash. That is Alistair Anderson, our regular cultural correspondent.